Cliff Schechter is, of course, one of the uh, better pundits you'll ever hear. Blue Amp Channel is his channel over on YouTube. And if you're not following it, you're just wrong. Just outstanding commentary you'll find there on YouTube. He's kind enough to join us today on a Wednesday. Uh, Hi, Cliff. How are you? I am doing well, Matt. How are you, my friend? I'm okay. You and I usually talk a little baseball. I mean, I don't think we talked since Korea signed with us. I'm glad he did, because, but I'm also incredibly glad we didn't sign him for, you know, 10 years. It's six. I think, I think you guys that, did that, the right thing. I yeah. think what you signed him, that was that was what he should have been signed at probably from the beginning. And, you know, it looks like now, like, after going through the experience he went through, he may actually be sort of a dedicated, uh, you know, he seemed like he really kind of in a way had a, had a second chance and likes the city because who wouldn't, right? Telling you these these smaller markets, you know, in some ways are, t- are tougher, but in some ways you get to know the fans better. The demands are not insane. The media is not, you know, poking in your windows all the time. And I think there's advantages. He, you know, he, he oh, may I, he can make a name for him for himself there. Agreed. And as a matter of fact, I couldn't. You know, the Mets, the the Giants. I mean, it's just you know, you're going there. You're going to get ripped to shreds every at bat. I mean, if, you know, every swing. And so you know, it's 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 kind of one of those things. I think. After after what had happened with him to get to a place like this, and it's not just Minnesota. I mean, there's a lot of you know teams that are like this, but to get someplace where it's not the microscope, I think is a good thing. Yep. Yeah, I, I would agree a hundred percent. And I mean, you know, Minnesota obviously has this history for people to to you know for great players to live up to, right? From Carew to Puckett to, I mean, it's not like you haven't had some just all-time players go through there. Molitor, right? So Killebrew, now yeah. He can, yeah, now he can he can try to, to add his name to that list. I think that that's, uh, I mean, it is a, a franchise with history. It's not like it's, you know, in a smaller or, or medium or whatever market. And some, you know, team that was created in like 2015, I don't know. I'm biased that way. <laughs> I love the ones with history, but maybe I'm biased because, you know, the Reds were the first team in baseball, founded in 1869, and, you know, that's a, I'm a fan because ever since I've lived here. And uh, and then I grew up a New York Yankees fan, and they've kind of been around for a while, too. So, But I don't know. I like cities and everything with history, which is frankly why I've always liked Minneapolis, too. Yeah. By the way, your Yankees, boy, did they upgrade themselves. I... I think they realize the fault of their playoff. Uh, you know, they, they've got to be able to get out there, and uh, I think they fixed a lot of things. I, I'm I'm going to be hard pressed not to pick them to win it. Uh, wow, wow. Okay, good. I hope you're right. I mean, because I basically <laughs> agree with you, but I'm still very worried. I mean, our pitching is incredible now, even with Montas having to get shoulder surgery. But I'm still worried about about like we we did nothing. I don't understand. I mean, maybe they have a plan. I hope they do. But I don't understand why, you know, if you look at the years, we may start boring people here soon, so you can tell me to shut up about baseball whenever you want. But if you look at the years, you know, when the Yankees were at their best with the stadium they have, they, they you can you can tell those years by the number of impact lefty hitters they have because of that short right field porch. And in 2009, the last time they won the World Series, they had five of them. They now have one with Rizzo. You know, uh, our young kid Cabrera could be a second one, but we don't know yet. And I just was shocked this season. Michael Brantley was out there, and he's a little bit older. You could have gotten him on a cheaper contract. You know, and Nemo was out there. You had these left-handed hitting outfielders, and we didn't bring any of them in. And we need—we well, I mean, don't have at least two or three impact lefties. We we kept falling to Houston because they keep putting up these flame-throwing righties against us on our righties, and we can't. You know, so I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. 
I think someone's trying to be too clever if you want to know, you know, on, on that one specifically. I think it's, it's, yeah, you got the right field there, guys. Let's get some lefties in here. All right. That side, I want to talk about the video I posted today. You posted up there on YouTube. Uh, a, a great little piece that talks about the the amount of money the Russians have poured into the Republican Party and Tulsi Gabbard. But, you know, it's just it's it is remarkable how much money the Republicans have put out there and put into in, in or the R- Russians have put into the Republican Party. Well, it's insane. And I, I think the bigger thing that really is just so upsetting about it in the end is why are we not talking about this? I guess I'm just going to keep talking about it. You know, I don't care, you know, but, but like, and it comes up every once in a while, something comes up. Why is this not leading all of our major media, like, constantly? Why, when they, when, when they write stories or do stories on TV about certain Republicans, is this not mentioned when they make a decision that seems to boggle the mind, that is anti-Ukraine, pro-Russia, or some, in some other way, harming the United States? Like, I mean, how much has to happen? You know, to get to the point, I mean, what I went through is, we did an interview with Ruth May, and it's ridiculous that she wrote the piece she wrote. It had to be her because no one else would, which was in 2018. I remember noticing it became kind of like my the, the, my research piece I would go back to on this stuff. She started tracing money. She's an international business professor, you know, in, in Texas. And she started tracing the money going from some of these Russian-American, um, ol- like, friends and relatives of oligarchs, suddenly out of nowhere, by the way. Like, they had never given before. It's almost like somebody turned a switch on. And I, I hate to sound like an episode of The Americans, but it's kind of hard to not watch this stuff and not think, eh, Putin was a USSR guy before he was, you know, the, the, he went with the, the fascist times, so to speak, and that maybe a couple people came over here, you know, and, and <laughs> were embedded in our society for when they might be needed. Because you've got a couple of these guys, they're Russian-Americans, and Citizens United opened this whole spigot. Good job, Alito, by the way, and the rest of you. Uh, where if you're, you know, these guys are in, so they'll, they'll go into business with Russian oligarchs and who knows which money is coming from who, right? The businesses will be based in, in the United States. But if, it's an easy way for these Russian oligarchs to funnel money. And, mm-hmm. and so a bunch of these guys, no one had ever heard of before, were suddenly giving millions of dollars to Mitch McConnell's super PACs for the, to win the Senate. Marco Rubio to Lindsey Graham. You know, remember how he suddenly changed so, so much on Trump? You know, so quickly, I wonder, right? In in more recent, the most recent one, of course, is George Santos, which mm-hmm. jumped out at me immediately in the fact that the press, yeah, I get it. He lied about his name fourteen times. He wrote fake checks in Brazil. You know, he 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 uh, he, he said he worked at Goldman Sachs and Citicorp, and he didn't. And he lied about his resume. And he's committed all petty crime. He's got former roommates saying that he stole their jewelry and pawned it. But there's a really big story here, which is that he was a nobody, a loser. You know, had no money and lo- and lost in 2020, and suddenly out of nowhere, this Russian-American money manager who's in who's in hock with Victor Vekelsberg, who's a Russian oligarch attached to Putin because he's his cousin, but this guy's Russian-American, so he can, he can give money. You know, suddenly he starts the, goes into business with Santos, and suddenly Santos goes from nothing to like being able to give his own campaign seven hundred thousand dollars. Where the hell did that come from? Suddenly, mm. you know, uh, in traders his name who went to Trump's inaugural, by the way, gives, gives Santos at least $60,000 to different campaign accounts we can, we, that we can trace. How many can't we trace? And, and, and when you see this stuff, the same, the, the, the same guys are popping up again and again. How, are we, how is the media not talking about this constantly? Like, I, I don't understand. You know, the last thing I'll say quickly is a piece that came out in the EU, how in Crimea, when, you know, when Russia invaded, was it 2014, 2015? And it was an expose on how they, they, 
bribed and they gave money to and other perks to all these EU legislators and ma- major members of the media in these countries. So that's another thing for people to look at. When certain people you thought you knew in the media suddenly start, you know, like are, suddenly become pro-Putin and start taking the Putin line, you may want to question why that is. Well, and you and I haven't talked too much about Ukraine itself. I, you know, it is remarkable the amount of Republicans who are watching Russia invade another country and their first response is, well, Ukraine needs to negotiate peace. And you, you, yep. it's almost it's it's it really is truly this unbelievable level of of clear corruption that's going on. I've been paying attention to the, this war. I've I've. I'm watching a, an amazing job by the Ukrainians, grossly yep. undermanned, but they are beating the living daylights out of the Russians. And and the Russians just can't hold this kind of level of commitment. They just can't. Nope. And and so this eventually is going to, I think, go the bad, go wrong for the Russians. I think this is going to go bad. I'll be surprised if they get they keep the Crimea at the end of this. I am going to be dead honest with you. I think this is going to go so badly. They've they've estimated they've lost at least half their tanks at this point. Three hundred airplanes. My God. I mean, the cost alone on this is astronomical. And then, of course, there's if, if they do actually win and control land, how exactly are you going to hold on to that land again? Because there's an entire population that wants to kill every one of you. So good exactly. luck with this that. This is like the oldest story, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, we made them. We we did this stupid thing. You know, I mean, we did it in Iraq. We did it in Vietnam. You know, Russia did it in Afghanistan. And, yeah. I mean, we did. I, I mean, I, you, you know, you just sort of sit there and you're like, what makes you think? You know, even if you are to take this land, that you're going to be able to hold it? Because they'll wait you out. You know what I mean? Uh, the, you know, and, and it, it's just uh, the the purposeful war crimes. I mean, that's the thing about this: uh-huh. the viciousness, the cruelty, that all of that. And you sit here and you watch all that, and then you see certain people like Matt Gates or Lauren Boebert or you know Marjorie Taylor Greene, and I mean, they're the three of the worst, but plenty of other Republicans literally just jump in on Russia's side, right? And I mean, even if you take all other sort of factors aside, right? what your politics are and everything else. If you see one nation viciously attack another nation after trying to undermine them for years, after annexing certain parts of that nation, after trying to attack them, you know, rhetorically and attack their elections, which they did with the help of Paul Manafort, by the way, and all the other, you know, all that, when you see all that take place, and then then the eventual thing is, well, we can't do it any other way, so we're just going to invade. With, with the most BS pretext but for war, I mean, I don't think there even was a pretext. They just like, yeah, we want to go in. I mean, it was as gross a thing as I've ever seen. It still is. It's absolutely disgusting. And and you know, and but there are people, and I just tell you how cruel and awful these people are that can sit there and for whatever reason, whether it's they're taking money under the table or whatever, you know, or, or you know, they're sitting there and they can watch this and actually root for Russia. Yeah, I mean. Yes. You know, did they, did they root for the son of Sam killer, too? They, they, <laughs> I, 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 mean, I said, because that's a pretty, that's, you know, it really is that disturbing. I mean, how they are. I mean, just the, the war crimes themselves. And, I mean, an occupation will make what the British tried to do in Northern Ireland look like, okay. a, a, you know, look like a cakewalk. You're, you're or just India not, or France yeah, in the Middle exactly. East. It never works. They don't want yeah. you there. <laughs> they don't. They don't. Uh, speaking of that, uh, Trump, uh, he's gone to East Palestine, Ohio. Now, uh, let's let's this is near your neighborhood here. This is a tragic accident. Norfolk, Norfolk Southern is pr- clearly responsible for what happened here. 
Um, it yeah. sounds like Governor DeWine might have some culpability here, too, for making some decisions. He has not declared uh, – is he still not declared a, uh, an emergency? No, not that I'm aware of it. And that's, that, that's the thing. Sherry Brown called him and do that a couple – like a week ago. Why? Like what – I mean, what is your – you know, uh, and I don't even understand. Mike DeWine is – I mean, I'm sorry. I'm, I don't mean to go off on in a rant here, but like this guy is a multimillionaire. He's all set, he and his family. He, but yet he, he, he's not been able to find fulfillment outside of the walls of government for his entire life. I mean, I'm not kidding you when I'm telling you that I think it was late 70s. He's from Greene County, first ran for prosecutor. Okay, there. He has been a congressman, a U.S. senator, a lieutenant governor, an attorney general, a governor. I mean, it's like the dude literally, it, does, does his family not like him? I mean, can he can he go? I mean, it's not for the money he's doing it. So so he can't run for reelection. We've got a two term limit here. So what is it he's going to do next? Uh, you know, he's not running for president. He looks he looks like so sort of a part gnome, part troll. Okay, he's not running for president. So the question becomes, why? Why would you? I mean, you, you, the only reason I can think of for doing this is catering your cruel, evil base. You know what I mean? You know, we're not going to spend money on helping people. Of course not. But but at this point, he doesn't have another election in him. Unless there's something I don't know. So well, is, work on is, changing the Constitution here, which I could see Republicans doing so he can run again. I don't know. But what do they – I mean, it's just – it's that. And, of course, Trump got rid of the regulations in 2017 yeah. for, you know, that, that helped this accident to happen. It's just – it's sickening. And Trump, yeah, Trump not only got rid of the break rules, but he also basically got rid of the rules that said you know, dangerous chemicals can't go through heavily populated areas. I actually want to point out something. I think you're right on something. I think this is the goal you, here you, is you, to. I'm going to record that moment. You, know, you, you think to, I'm right about something? I'm going to hold that against you forever. Outside of the New York Yankees, Cliff Schechter's right. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but here's, I think you're exactly right on this. I think this is they're trying to create a situation for Trump. The whole thing with the mayor going up on 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 Fox and basically talking about the slap in the face because Joe Biden as the president of the United States is in a war zone with Ukraine and 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 basically this whole idea I mean Trump can't do anything. He is not the president. He doesn't have any he's not Jimmy Carter he with He couldn't even with, do anything with, when he was the president. Exactly. I mean, other he, than eat KFC spicy wings and like watch Fox and Friends. So I think the whole Sorry. point of this is exactly what you said. It was to is is to create a photo op for Trump to make him look presidential while at the same time by not declaring a state emer- a, a national emergency, not bringing in the federal government, you basically stop Biden from coming in there and then criticize Biden for why isn't he here? Uh, well, you've got there's there's a process here and you guys are not following it. I honestly think that this they're using this horrible accident to try to just <clears throat> help Trump. And that may be true. I mean, I guess the only reason I didn't think of that is the shame of the whole thing is is as awful as DeWine is. He wasn't a Trump Republican before. You know what I mean? I mean, he, he was he was actually quite good initially on COVID, and then the whole base screamed at him, and he became a coward. So it may be out of cowardice, which, you know, is, is literally currency in the Republican Party. I mean, it's everyone. So maybe that's it. It's that Trump bullied him. He's such a coward. He decided that he would do this because he didn't want to be, you know, yelled at in a tweet or something. Because that's the only reason. Because, because again, DeWine doesn't have something to run for after this. He has no reason to want to help Trump look good. He wasn't a Trump guy. 
all right. Like, he never, he didn't run as a Trump guy. They ran somebody to the right of him, and he was able to hold on. Don't get me wrong. He's awful. He's, he's anti-choice as you can be. And on the, some of the things where he was better, like gun safety, he completely threw all that overboard in COVID to, to kiss the right. But so, yes, but it's interesting to me that he would be trying, I would, I would have thought he would have been more of a, of a, DeSantis or Nikki Haley kind of person or somebody else out there. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Maybe he's trying to be vice president on somebody's ticket because one of the, hey. you know, uh, because hell, I mean, as I said, the guy hasn't seemed to be able to find happiness not being in government for 40, 50 years now. So maybe it's just something he has to do. Well, and you just said it. Maybe he is looking at the veep spot. Maybe he's looking at trying to be, okay, I'm an Ohio you know, tra- what, what what is called today a moderate Republican, I could jump on either DeSantis's or Trump's, uh, you know, ticket and be there. I Maybe, as you said, he can't run again. Maybe, maybe that's the end game. He's just trying to look like could he's be, trying to brush with Pence, right? he, he, exactly. he rescued Pence. Pence could have run again, but his record was so bad he probably was going to lose, even in Republican Indiana. So he rescued Pence, I suppose, maybe now, maybe, maybe uh, DeWine thinks he'll be rescued. From mm-hmm. what? I don't know. From being a wealthy white guy? who can just go and spend time with his, you know, 500 grandchildren. I mean, I, I don't really understand, but I guess, you know, for these guys, I'll never understand them because they're so addicted and obsessed with power. It's pathetic. and Maybe that's what it is. My show is better when Cliff Schechter is on it. I will link to your YouTube page, the Blue Amp page. Follow him there. Great videos coming out all the time, and you got a lot of subscribers, which is great to see. So go follow Cliff Schechter on YouTube. Look for the links a little bit later on. Cliff, as always, thank you very much. I appreciate the time, my friend. Always my pleasure. Thanks for having me on, buddy. You bet, man. Cliff Schechter.